when you look at the fact that 65% of the jobs that the kids are going to have in the future don't exist yet, we really need to get our kids learning how to create, how to be critical thinkers, how to collaborate at a young age. Welcome to Design Lessons, the podcast where we design our teaching days to be fulfilling for us and irresistible to our students. I'm Dr. Michelle Schmidt-Moore, and instructional design is my superpower. Each episode, we will take actionable steps to create great teaching days. We'll focus on mindset, real-world opportunities, and critical and creative thinking for us and our students. So whether you're on your commute to school, walking your dog, or doing the dishes, let's start designing. designers, today we are listening to Debbie Tannenbaum. Now this episode is geared toward educators, but is also helpful for those who are parents and are navigating how to provide choices for your kids that help develop their critical thinking. We recorded this episode at the Teach Better conference last October, so the audio will be a little different. We're in the midst of the conference. Debbie shares with us how she boosts critical thinking of her littles by moving away from step-by-step directions and algorithms and toward showing students what tools do and then letting them choose the best tool for their purpose. Um, It really lights me up helping our young learners create with technology. When you look at the fact that 65% of the jobs that the kids are going to have in the future don't exist yet, we really need to get our kids learning how to create, how to be critical thinkers, how to collaborate at a young age. And so that's something that it's what I presented on yesterday. And it's something I feel really, really passionate about because I feel like a lot of times when you come to conferences, especially I presented a lot of technology conferences, you hear about our older learners. And not often enough do elementary school teachers get the tools that they need because it's not as simple as saying, okay, here's an app, go ahead and try it. But it's a really intentional process, and that's what I've found through the last five years really working on this that I've been working on. I have intentional steps that I put in place now that have helped my learners to be more successful. So one of the things I've noticed is that the icons are a really big thing. Um, when I first started trying to work with my young learners and trying to help them, I would be like, uh, I was felt like I was playing whack-a-mole because I could never get them all down. I learned that I was listening to another podcast, and I learned that you know, if we teach our students the icons, that it really helps them to build that agency. So instead of saying to students, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this to get to this program, intentionally saying to them, like, for example, if they're going to Schoology, okay, we're going to click on the Schoology, we're going to click on the S icon, and it doesn't matter what they call it, they just need to know its function. And then once they click there, I'll be like, oh, well, now you're going to go to the waffle. And teaching them those picture cues has been really key. And so that's something that I've worked a lot with. But recently, I've also been working with the idea that we can take those picture cues, and I have something I've created called an EDU Rubicon, where I mix that with a rubric. So on the left-hand side are the icons, and then on the right-hand side are the criteria for success. It's matched up. So now the kid, it used to be I would give the kids an algorithm where they'd have to follow it to get somewhere. Mm. Now they can see, I'm going to use the paint tools because I'm doing this. Okay. I'm going to use the select tool because I'm doing this. And it's really been, it's really helped my students. And people usually take it, they take, um, assume that kids know those. Yeah, things. they think they're digital natives. And so they have to, you're saying, we really have to actively teach those skills. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And it was something I would have never thought of either. Like I said, I was listening to a podcast and Pana Asipatana was, was, she was speaking on it and she was sharing this. And I, when I, as soon as I finished listening to it, I reached out to her and I was like, how did I not think about this before? And, um, you know, since, since then, you know, I continue to work on this and it's really helped my students. And they, and the interesting thing is I always tell this story because I think it's so funny. I use a program called Wixie a lot with my students. And I had shown my students how to use Wixie in my kindergarten class. And my kids, my students last year had library before me. And I go to pick them up at the library. And they're like, Mrs. Tannenbaum, Mrs. Tannenbaum. I'm like, what is going on? They're like, we used Wixie, but it was with a pear. <laughs> and they had done Pear Deck for the first time with their teacher. Now the teacher had done it. Because during virtual learning, my teachers became very familiar with Pear Deck. But that, they had made that connection between those two programs. And that's what it's all about because... Let's be honest, programs are going to change over the next 10, 20 years. But, you know, how many? I, one of my students gave me um, floppy disk coasters for a, a holiday gift last year. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I looked at, I looked at my, brought them home to my kids. They're like, why do you have the save sign? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but they still understand what that function yeah. is. And so really helping our kids to navigate those digital environments has made a big difference. And um, it's something that I love to share about. I really want my students to, because once we've done that, then we can get into the really creative part of it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I talk a lot with my, when I use tech tools about how we, I call my three C's of creation to select tech tools. They have to have a lot of choice, especially for our young learners. They have to have that collaboration feature, which not all tech tools have. And then they really have to have that clickability, which is going back to those icons. So it's something that's really helped me working with my learners because now I used to be afraid to let my young learners collaborate. But if you give kids the proper scaffolds, they can do it. And so I think that that's what's so important and one of the reasons why I love sharing that message because far too often we're trying to have our young learners do tasks for them, but we're trying to have them do it as if they're older students. And we have to give them those building blocks so then they can become independent. I don't want my fourth or fifth graders to be learning how to use a program. They're going to learn how to do all those things when they're in kindergarten and first grade and second grade. So then when they, and and they're going to be able to create. So creating and collaborating isn't going to be a new skill for them when they get in those higher grades. Because We have enough to, there's enough we have to, you know, focus on right now. So it's a way of actively teaching those sort of collaborating and communication skills at the same time. Absolutely. And it's so funny because a lot of times when I, before I was doing this work, I would be rushing to help students, like I said, and I I did never really realize that I was giving them these messages that I didn't believe they could do things. And now it's like, here, follow these steps. You know, here, okay, here, where are you? Here are all the tools. What, here, are, where are you right now? Oh, you're, you're, you're a number three. Okay, let's see what you did. Okay, now let's look at number four. Can you find that? And it's a different conversation. And so this year I switched. I'm in a new building, and it's been interesting. The building I was at, I'd been doing this work for three years. Yeah. This new building, this is all new to them. So it's been so fascinating for me to see the way they've responded because it's like a whole new group of students to like see how that goes. Yeah. And it really empowers them to make choices. Absolutely. And really understand, I need this tool for this task. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, you know, I think during COVID, so many of our students, you know, they didn't get, they weren't used to making learning decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really getting them to understand, well, here's a tool, and I have 
five or six ways I can respond. Which way is the best way for me to respond to share my my my, my knowledge? And making those things. And one kid would be like, okay, I'm going to make a video. Another kid might be like, well. I could make a video, but I'm really good at drawing. And really, you know, that whole idea of universal design for learning and giving kids different ways to respond, because far too, that's the beauty of technology. If we're just going to have kids, you know, write on a piece of paper and use text, then there's no reason to get that computer out. But when they can, you know, add video in or they can do text, speech to text, and they can do those things, that's where the real magic comes in. So if there's one thing that you want to leave everyone with, one thing that's going to make them happier for the next day, what would that be? I think don't do it alone. I mean, we're at this amazing conference, which is probably one of the most amazing ones I've ever been to. And it's the, the thing that makes it so beautiful is we're all here as a family, and we're all here to learn together. Most of us have never met each other in person before. And yet we act, we all feel like we feel this connection. And for far too long, I was afraid to be part of that. Don't be afraid to be part of a community, because if you're doing it by yourself or you're doing it without that support, um, you're missing out. And, you know, one of the things that becomes so clear as we all talk, we all have the same struggles. We all have the same joys. We can all help each other. It's not about this district or this state. It's about all of our kids and we all have the same purpose so that would be my one thing if people want to connect with you and be part of your community how can they connect with you absolutely um so my website is tannenbaumtech.com and then i have a facebook group which is also tannenbaum tech um and then i'm on twitter facebook a little bit on instagram i try tiktok i'm there um but tannenbaum tech is pretty much the best way to get in touch with me Hey designers, chatting with Debbie reminded me of the importance of helping our young students match the tool with their purpose and giving them multiple ways to represent their learning. If you've been enjoying design lessons, please take a moment to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, designers. This is a more creative learning production hosted by Michelle Schmidt-Moore and edited by Christian Schmidt. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We will see you on the next episode.